a really warm episode of is this a jojo's reference this is episode 43 i we should clarify not thematically uh at the time of recording it is the middle of a heat wave for us yeah it's like 80 degrees out and it is night time yeah it's probably a low estimate um yeah it is not the best out but that is not gonna stop us from bringing you six more episodes of d gray man yeah combing through yep to find the jojo's references yeah so far i'm relatively few yes some might say none uh they might call us shams mm-hmm. so i would love to hear your thoughts on these episodes but first i'm sure you have questions um or i can open with a question no yeah i got a question for you um why do you hate me um i don't (laughs) okay then why do you love torturing me with um this is now the second podcast episode in a row where we have ended with the uh likely impending death of a major character Mm -hmm. um uh, all I have to say about that is that Avdol did die twice. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll never live that one down. Um, so uh, moving on. <laughs> um, I think this is only fair. Yeah. Um, are some things in the intro starting to make a little bit more sense now to you? Yes. We okay. have put names to faces Great. of characters. Yes. Um. Even though in our little D. Gray theater, um, Kanda did not read their names off. <laughs> Either time. Honestly, if this is just the rest of Kanda's character arc, I'd be okay with that. Yeah? I mean, not really, but just like, jokingly, yeah. Okay. Um, I hope he becomes a slightly less hangy boy. Um... Or perhaps is at least justified in his angriness. Sure. Um, but we get an old character returning. We do. We finally do. Which I am very happy about. Yes. Uh, because they did not regress her storyline even more. No, she does have like she's more like lovably awkward. Yes. Miranda's back. Yes, Miranda is back. She's got a new. Haircut, right? Yeah, she's got a whole new like look, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, she's ditched the old grandfather clock. Yep. Um, and now she has her innocence time record. Yes. Um, I love Miranda. Yes, she is much better here. Um, it's important to note. So her innocence, her like power, is that she can reverse time, but she cannot rewrite time. She can like hold time and objects in a certain space at a certain point in time. Mm -hmm. So like when she, the way, the way it was described was things will always revert to their best state. Yeah. As long as like, yeah, I think, I think before the stipulation was like, it had to be revert to the state that they were in before, Mm -hmm. like when she started sustaining her, you know, innocence. But I think now it might be the best state. Yeah, I think one of my questions was going to be about um, Miranda's ability, because I don't remember if they said it or not. Mm -hmm. She says that she cannot bring the dead back. 
she cannot. Does that mean that she cannot use her power to bring somebody who is dead back to life? Or if somebody under the effects of her power receives a fatal wound, can they come back? Both are true. They cannot come back if they receive a fatal wound under her power. And if she, quote unquote, restores someone back to their best state, Mm -hmm. if they are dead, they cannot come back to life. So if somebody is killed, they are dead. Yes. Yeah. That was, I'm realizing now the sentence that I just said. Um, (laughs) No, yeah. No, that's why she told the crew, like, don't be reckless. Yeah. Because I like once this is done, like once we're all done here, mm-hmm. you are going to die anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. The other part of you do, you will suffer the like effects. It, it's not reverting time. It's just pausing time, I guess. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So I guess also in that, and we'll probably see later, is it cumulative? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, we see a bunch of the the like crew um, kind of fling themselves on top of her to protect from yes. Eshi's attack, which we'll get into more of that later. But they have already been like hit by Akuma and everything. They're yes. not going to turn into Akuma like three times over because they've been hit multiple times. Yes. But they are going to die once they part ways with Miranda or once she stops sustaining. Okay. Cause yeah, it, I I hope this doesn't just become a thing, I guess kind of like Jorno's power Mm. where it just becomes like, Oh, I can just make organs for everybody. Like, okay. Like I, because I think that is a really interesting twist Mm. on the kind of like healer power. Yeah. And I don't want to see her just get like, overpowered and be able to like reverse time yeah sure um though i think she deserves it but yeah (laughs) we'll see but yeah again miranda's new i love her new like i i think it's a good way of doing her like her self-deprecating overly critical character of she is now just socially awkward instead of like cripplingly depressed right um, like the part where she is like, she restores the boat and then it's like, everybody's staring at her because like they see this amazing power and she's like, wait, was I not supposed to do that? And throws herself into the ocean. Yeah. I feel like her awkwardness is a lot more lighthearted than like the self-deprecating yes. humor, um, which I, I really, really enjoy. Yes. I think it is much more fun when it is in a lighthearted way of like misunderstanding social cues versus I'm literally garbage. The only thing I'm good for is being a distraction. So my like accomplished friends can do the work. Yeah. Um, Because she is accomplished by the time she gets onto the boat. Yes. Like um, she's gone through her training and you know, she is more synchronized with her innocence than before. Yes. She is a full fledged exorcist. She is. But um, we get a really, stark reminder of who is not a full-fledged exorcist and i want to talk really briefly about lavi and bookman Mm -hmm. and the fact that they are literally just like playing the black order in order to write history yeah they are like are so are they even are the bookmen even like affiliated with 
the Black Order? Like, are they a part of the Black Order? Or are they literally they an are, entirely separate? The book men are yes. their own clan. Okay. Like, so they just are like pals with the Black Order? Yeah. They are allies of convenience. Okay. Um, and we get a really, like, brutal reminder of that. <laughs> when Lavi makes Lenely cry. Yes. From <laughs> Bookman in a panda suit as he beats the shit it's out of so Lavi. <sighs> Fuck. Get his ass. Bookman. Oh, he did. Get his ass, panda. Oh, he does. <sighs> I, um, but like, in a way, one, Bookman's entirely right. History has always been depressing. Yes. <laughs> um, and just because, like, you are friends with the people you are working with doesn't make that any better for you. Like, but I think there's something that Bookman is missing mm-hmm. in that, like, he probably didn't have friends like Lavi did outside of the Bookman clan. Yeah. Because he and Lavi are both descendants of that clan. Like, I think they're technically related on some level. They're, I don't know, probably distantly. Mm-hmm. We don't know a ton about the Bookman clan, but, like, there's a lot of lore that just hasn't been dispensed to us yet. Yes. <laughs> um, like, in general. And um, not only do we, like, see the fallout of this interaction between the three of them, but we also see, like, that doesn't really stop Lavi from, like, saving Bookman and letting Lenely do her own thing mm-hmm. when the level three attacks. Yes. Um, and it doesn't stop him from like feeling broken over the fact that like Alan is probably as like as good as dead to them. And like, I think like it makes the grieving process for them a lot different mm-hmm. than it does for actual exorcists, you know? Yeah. Because they're probably not held to the same standard of, like, we cannot tell people that this person did not exist. Yeah. Like, it, it goes against their whole code of ethics. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, We got a nice little scene in the first episode between um, Mahoja and, I wrote her name down somewhere, what is the captain's name? Um, Mahoja and Miss Anita. Miss Anita. These bitches gay. Yes. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, I have in my notes here, uh, these two characters seem very nice. I don't want to learn a single other thing about them uh, um, because that will mean that they are going to die. Uh, we did learn something about Cross <laughs> in that he... Not only fucked Anita's mom, mm-hmm. but also Anita. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Wait, no, yeah, definitely. I Dude, mean, it's cross. what is wrong with you? <laughs> so many things. So many things. And yet. Um, but yeah, then we get our last returning character after being gone and dead for a whole uh, episode. Uh, Alan. Alan. He is alive. I would love to hear your thoughts on what happened between Alan and Tiki and the Asian branch. We finally did get there. The Asian branch is located in China. Yes. Oh, um, we're go- we're gonna get into this whole Asian HQ because uh, I love uh, all of, like this dipshit brigade yes. that they got going on over here. Yes. Um. 
something that's important to differentiate the two branches, the European branch and the Asian branch. The European branch is not like the the nucleus of the Black Order, but mm-hmm. it is the biggest branch of the Black Order. Yes. So they are like t- take their jobs the most seriously. Yes. So Komui, um, fun-loving scamp he is, still can be very serious. Uh-huh. Bak Chang, on the other hand, is a fucking gremlin. Uh, I don't. I don't know Sir. if I. This man borders between gremlin and uh, disturbing individual a little uh, bit. Yeah, sir. Why do you have so many pictures of Lenali? She is fourteen. Okay, so after your brother, this, your friend's sister. After this part, it, I head for me is that every uh, Black Order headquarters leader has a thing for Lenali. <laughs> Okay. Just all over the world, they've all got like some weird fucking obsession with Lena Lee. All right. Because it's two for two. Would you like to extrapolate that any further? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's just some weird fucking thing going on. Komwe got it. Mm-hmm. Bak Chang Bak- has it. <laughs> um, This dude is the punching bag for anything and everything at the Asian branch for four for fucking Alan. Um, I'm pretty sure he gets beat on by Juan at some point. That seems unlikely considering uh Juan just seems like I the like saddest Juan, middle management man. Juan has like run into him accident like bulldozed him oh, accidentally, definitely. like looking for something else. Yes. That Bach initially told him to look for. Mm-hmm. That that's what I mean. Yeah. Like when he's been a punching bag for Juan. Yes. <laughs> um we we should also clarify just in case uh, there is a character named Four. Yeah, like F O R. She is um, or is it the nu- yeah? It's F O R. F O R. Okay. Yeah, she is you know the big gate at European branch. Yes, she is the big gate of the Asian branch. Okay. Um. And did you catch like the detail about like box like ancestors like created and invented her and whatever? Yes. So, like, his family line is the founder of the Asian branch. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure we got that out of the way first, because uh, that will be confusing Yeah. Uh, um, to listen to. She is the one to. that finds Alan yes. in the bamboo forest. Some other things happen in the bamboo forest, this set of episodes. Yes. Is that Tim um, enjoys scarring children for life. Um, the scene with Suman as a husk still fucks me up as an Mm -hmm. adult yes um as it should as it should but tim pulling no punches whatsoever um has some filler like time to fill so he just shows lenely and lavi um (laughs) you know shot for shot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then also shows him exploding into a bunch of death butterflies at the hands of Tiki Mick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tim literally does go, like, put them through the exact same thing that, like, Alan and, like, us, yeah. the audience, go through of, like, mm-hmm. oh, but he's still alive. There's still hope. <laughs> nah. And then Juan gets to the boat after they do and is like, you, you say goodbye to Alan right fucking now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have in my notes... Uh, when we first meet 
Buck Chang. Mm-hmm. He's just like in the dark hallway. Is like, and I'm like, what is this? China's resident conda? And boy, could I not be further from the truth. Yeah, you could not be further from the truth here. Oh, God. I don't think China has a resident conda. Hopefully not. One's enough. <laughs> um, there's there's no one quite like Conda. Very in, true. In this. Yes. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alan is alive. He is. Uh, he... So basically his innocence is now like dust. It is a fog that is like following him around. Mm-hmm. And it is, ba- it is the remnants of the innocence yeah. that plugged the hole in his heart left by the, what were they called again? The little vampires. The T's. Um, left by that, the one that Tiki put in his heart. Um, and yep. yeah, so Alan is alive. Uh, but with, still without an arm. So we know two things right now. Mm-hmm. Alan's innocence was never destroyed by yes. Tiki, which means he could still be the heart. Yes. It was destroyed. Like, it was not destroyed, but he, as of these episodes, he has not been able to reform it. Right. He has been attempting to, but he cannot. By literally fighting to the death with four. Yes. Uh, <laughs> repeatedly, all day, every day. Um,. Uh, and yeah, he just, uh, like, so that's where we are at. We meet the rest of, like, we kind of meet the other people in yeah. uh, the China HQ. I have in my notes here that you are uh, 100% Rofa because she literally walks up to Alan and is just like, oh my God, he's hot. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> And, Not uh, in real life would I do that to a person. No, I'm saying you two share a very strong bond of just immediately seeing anime boys and being like, oh my god, he's hot. We're not going to talk about this anime's risotto right now. We're yeah, you can just not. go back and listen to uh, what you are fanning yourself. And it's I don't hot. know if it's because it's like of 90 the... degrees. Yeah, I don't it's know if it's because time. of the heat or because of the risotto heat. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> um, no, we'll get we'll get to this anime's risotto oh. in a minute. Oh, I did some research on a side character we have heard of twice. Uh oh. Uh oh, indeed. At, at the end of this like introduction episode, where they introduce all of the Asian branch, let's just get into this one. They introduce two of the other marshals. Well, the two remaining marshals. Yes. Cloud Nine. Um, and Winter Sokolo. Yes. And I have never had a more intense case of bisexual panic. I find that hard to believe, but I will take your word for it. <laughs> In, for an anime. Fair. Um, Winter Sokolo is the risotto of this anime. Mm-hmm. I will give you some fun facts. I will also have to go back to uh, season five and listen to you talk about Trish uh, to confirm this. What? Tr- uh, Trish? Yes. No, not like that. Mondu. Mm. Trish is like 16. I'm not... Okay, Lisa Lisa. But like, it's Lisa Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you, I... <sighs> hey, I am here I, okay, to, to fact fair, check. Cars and Lisa Lisa were never like posing side by side in a scene. Mm-hmm. 
We got two. We got a shot of Cloud Nine and Winter Sokolo, like split screen, the same. Yes. Like they were both like looking their best in one shot. This is how I'm classifying this. Anyway, okay. Winter Sokolo is um, six foot nine. Nice. He um, was a death row inmate. Okay. Um, he is Mexican. Okay. He. Um, Suman and the two other dudes were his unit. And when they died, he was like, ha, they were fucking weak. <laughs> um, and he genuinely enjoys murder. Good for him. Good for him. Glad he could find his passions. Yeah. Um, literally does not care about a single soul. Guess who his new unit is? Kanda? No, Kanda is under Tito. They'd be such a good fit. They'd be a fantastic fit. But no, Tiedal picked Conda, like handpicked him. Yeah. I would like, uh, like you get two guesses for who are the two people in his unit. In? In Sokolo's unit. Sokolo's. Yeah. After he lost um, Suman and the other two dudes. Um, his left and right fist. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Miranda and Crory. Oh. Ah, yes. The most vicious exorcist that we have met. Mm-hmm. Miranda's going to fucking die. Yeah. They both are. Yeah. Maybe at the hands of this man. <laughs> Almost certainly at the hands of this man. So I, uh... I did all this research, and then my, like, fourth note down is just, I need time to unpack all of this. It's been a couple weeks now, and I've unpacked all of it. Winter Sokolo whips ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my tangent for <laughs> D. Grayman's risotto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, Alan is really just kind of fighting a lot with four uh yes. trying to regain his innocence like reform it yeah he um said that he was gonna fast track <laughs> getting his innocence back after spending like 48 hours straight in the room with his in the friggin cern large hadron collider of the black <laughs> order um trying to reform his arm yes uh, we also get a little scene of Komui calling <laughs> back <sighs> chang Bakchan, or as Bakdir, yeah, or as our translation translated, Bakdir, man, which he was very upset about. Um, come we, that's a little more than a little gay. (laughs) I love the relationship triangle that has been laid out before us between come we. Bach and Lenali. Yeah, except calling it a relationship triangle uh, is a little weird well, considering... Relationship in a very loose term. Okay. Like, sibling relationship, co-worker relationship. See, I just like to imagine <laughs> it as uh, Komui putting Bak Chang in his place, being yes. like, nobody can love Lenali more than me. I'm her brother. Fucker. <laughs> know your place. Absolutely. Bach dear. Absolutely. Um... Um, uh, four has a really fun line. Um, so 
she like literally promises to kill Alan if he is unable to reform and control his innocence. Yes. She slices his neck with like Ronfa and Ricky and the other scientists. First of all, himbo Ricky, scientist rolling up the sleeves on his lab coat. Yeah. A1. Yes. Second of all, Alan gets his throat cut in front of these three from the research division. Um, or like would have gotten his throat have. cut if she had like not lost power or whatever she the fuck. She literally says, I'm so tired. Like I'm too, I'm, I can't materialize. I'm too tired. Yeah, she and gets low on fucking boy, sleep battery. Mood. <laughs> um, so, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's really where we leave off with Alan. Yeah. Because the back half of these episodes is all about Lee and our first level three Akuma. How do you feel about this? I, I mean, I did call this in like episode two sure. of this season. But like, that's not a big... Yeah, Call. power level go up. Great. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> what a twist. As soon as we see a le- a second level Akuma, it's like okay, you're gonna do a third one. Yeah. Um, um definitely needed because I feel like the level twos have not been like that big of a threat for mm-hmm. a while. They're like a threat for like four minutes, and then somebody just kills them instantly. Like. They're not that bad. So, especially seeing this level three and, like, how much stronger it is than uh, the rest. What is... His name is Eshi. Eshi, that's right. Um, do you think they set him apart appropriately? What do you mean? Like, it, power level-wise, like, threat-wise. Do you think they did a good job with, like, introducing him... Like, all that stuff. Yeah, I would say they did a pretty good job. Again, I think he is just supposed to be, like, the introduction to level threes mm-hmm. in general. Like, Okay. But I, th- I think, again, we'll see what happens in the next episode, like, the next set of episodes. Yeah. But, like, it took everything that everybody had on that boat to stop Eshi. Mm-hmm. Um, like Bookman almost died. Lavi almost died. Several of the, like a lot of the crew people may have died. Lenely is possibly dead. Like as good as dead. Uh, because yeah, it literally took her to like fucking go beyond. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on like, because but yeah, finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love. I, I like his little like um title title thing. I, I feel like that's a fun gimmick. Again, I I like the idea of giving level like higher level like as they get higher level, yeah. giving them a bit more of a personality. Sure. And that's kind of what we saw with um, who is that one that like Eliad? Ki- yeah, right. Yeah, the one who killed so many people that she, like... She was able to, like, gain a consciousness and yes. all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I like seeing, like, that kind of evolution. Sure. So seeing, like, an Akuma with a weird, like... I think it's also a thing I had seen in a while ago talking about, like, having villains with, like, weird little niches or, like, things that they do makes them so, like... 
um, makes them a lot more interesting. And it really does just kind of like it it helps set them apart from other people. Because at the very least, you'd be like, even if Eshi, one, it's a named Akuma. Yeah, he named himself. He wasn't given a name or like it's not a persona that he took on. Yeah. But also, like, you can remember him as the title Akuma. I love that um, he, his last one is, <laughs> title, I won, dies immediately. Yes. Um, also A1. Yes. Um, but what do we think of him being able to negate the effects of innocence to some degree? I think that's a cool ability. Do you think that's going to be standard as we encounter more higher level Akuma? Level three Akuma. I mean, I think not. Okay. Because, well, one, Lena Lee already negated his negating ability. Yeah, but like, so do, do we think everybody has the capability to push themselves to 100% synchronization? Like Lena Lee does. Or did. I think if they're going to do that, it's really just a gate to be like, to push people towards that, like a plot okay. device to push people towards higher sync rates. Sure. Because. Because we saw with the fallen ones is they had tried to do it artificially and that's yeah. what resulted in a 0% sync rate and the rejection. Yeah. For me, it's just, again, I don't know where the story goes. For me, it's kind of a thing of like, if you put something like that in as like a baseline ability, mm that creates like almost a dragon ball kind of scenario what, synchronization thing yeah, yeah well like you have to be at a certain power level to like be able to nullify mm-hmm. the effects of this level 3 akuma's ability um it creates kind of like a dragon ball z thing where like you really only have like maybe four or five characters out of like your whole roster that can actually like fight the threats that you are creating sure because like there their power levels are just going up so high that like all of the side characters can't keep up yeah and it's like where we don't have this massive roster of exorcists we have what five six yeah like, like main a, a handful yeah like the main exorcists that we are dealing with yeah there's like five or six and i don't think we should start limiting like i don't want to see like crory get <laughs> Bigger fangs. Well, like, I don't want to see him get relegated to the side because, like, he's not able to meet this bar. Sure. Hypothetically, Mm -hmm. if this doesn't end badly for Lenali, who else do you think is going to push that synchronization rate? Kanda's probably done it off screen. (laughs) Um, Probably Alan will be next once he... Mm -hmm likely reforms his innocence sure it will probably come with uh some new upgrade because he has literally been fighting to the death for days if not weeks by the time he reforms it um so i bet alan would be the next one and then again we'll yeah probably like lavi um even though he's not like a real exorcist wouldn't that be an fucks up akuma he's overpowered he, like <laughs> he honestly probably has a higher kill count than like yeah like on screen kill count he probably has more than like the other exorcists sure he is just creating fire tornadoes uh 
all day. Um, we haven't seen the Noah in a while. We have not. What do you think they're up to? Uh, shenanigans. Great. Probably uh, <laughs> asking Earl to do their fucking math homework. <sighs> yeah. I miss those bits. Yeah. Before we... everybody dying. <sighs> I miss I miss having the good comedy bits with the with the Noah. Those were fun. Yeah. Um, uh, where where do you speculate things are headed? Um. I mean, we Alan's still alive, clearly. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still building up towards uh, the Noah versus the Exorcists. Sure. We've got to do that. So, I guess some of the stuff... Well, it's a lot of the stuff has to do with, like, Lena Lee and... Because we get a bit more of her, like, weird persona, like, dreamscape. Mm-hmm. We find out that it is... A dream that she's having of like or a vision of the future, I guess. Yeah. Like just destroyed and she is the only person alive. But also Alan sees this too when he is like near death. So it's obviously more than just like leanly having some kind of premonition power. There's something going on. Mm -hmm. It probably relates to... What is what exactly is Alan's prophecy again? That he's like the boy who's going to end time or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's probably related to that, okay. but... Yeah, we're obviously building up towards that. We're running out of time for, like, a bigger bad to be introduced. Okay. Like I had theorized a long while ago. Like bigger than the Millennium Earl? Yeah, like somebody okay. behind the Earl. Sure. Um, but again, we're only like halfway through base D gray man. We're about halfway through most, like all the episodes. Oh, is it all? Yeah. We're about halfway through. So I suppose you could do something, but yeah, time's running out to sure introduce anything like that. Okay. So you think they're just going to keep building up the Earl? Yeah. I think you got to build up the exorcist to, cause clearly like the Noah are on such a, like higher level than people like the exorcists themselves. Yeah. So All right. Um, let me see if I have any more questions for you. Do you have any specific um predictions about Alan's innocence or just just he's like just gonna get it back the and flashes it's be a little cooler? I think he'll get a new weapon. Okay. Um I think they show that more or less in the opening, though I can't quite see like what it is. It almost looks like some kind of like stabby thing, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, yeah, he'll almost certainly get some kind of upgrade because you can't uh, have the protagonist be outclassed by a side character. Sorry, Lily. Listen. Though I guess. <laughs> If, if anyone deserves it, it's Lena Lee. <laughs> agreed. But also, I guess if Lena Lee is the... Um, tied pretty heavily to this like dream thing, and this like nightmare apocalypse scenario is probably... Assuming that it's going to have some big play on like the end of... You know, closer to the end of the series, you could argue that Lena Lee is like the lead female character. 
Yeah, she and, absolutely is. Well, yeah, there's there's her, road her and Miranda. <laughs> like for like protagonists. Oh yeah, for it's those two. And uh, sorry, Miranda, but you're still not. No, she's, the she's not a main character. No. That's okay. She's there though. Yes. Um, and then I wanted to talk about two more scenes. Okay. One, Alan's eye. Keeps getting worse. Keeps getting worse. Awful. Apparently it's painful. It looks it. Like it literally pains him when Akuma are nearby. <laughs> um Do we think that's part of the upgrade? I hope not. <laughs> Because it kind of seems like it. That it kind of seems some like some fucking military grade eye drops or some shit. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. And then I also wanted to talk about um, Anita giving Lenali her hair ties, which she then destroys. Well, the hair ties aren't destroyed; they just kind of get lost. Oh, I thought they got like burned up in like the big attack. Maybe. I don't remember. But yeah, that was a cute moment. Um, really hit me. Again, <laughs> really, really making, you're really, like, treading this fucking line, D. Gray man. I know what you do. <laughs> if you give me any more information about Anita, I'm not going to care about her because I know you're going to kill her. <laughs> but we don't have a ton of information about Mahoja. True. But she's related to Anita. But do you really think they're... Yes. Okay. <laughs> They've established. You're still so bitter about about Dacia. I'm no, I'm so bitter about fucking Kevin. <laughs> he was a sweet old man. He was a sweet old man. Dacia was fine. He was cool. We, I mean, like, it was annoying because like they spent like three quarters of an episode on him just to kill him off. Yeah, in the next one. But I was hurt by Kevin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, they've already established a connection between Mahoja and Anita. Okay. I know that Mahoja would die for Anita. So if we learn anything more about Anita, Mahoja's going, then Anita. Oh my god. Okay. I'm fucking onto you, D-Gray man. <laughs> I was going to say my name for a second, and I would have never felt more fear. I'm onto you, Deanna Gray man. It's <laughs> the real reason I wanted you to watch this show. <laughs> Um, um, let's see. I have a hypothetical question. Okay. If the bookman had sided with the Noah, Mm -hmm. do you think it would have been more beneficial to them in the long run? Considering that that's a really big, like, gap in their history? No. Explain. The Noah haven't done shit for (laughs) 7,000 years. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> they'd just be recording how fucking good er- the earl is at homework <laughs> there's my answer okay and then now that we have actually seen the asian branch mm-hmm. what are we thinking of the black order as a whole uh just the weirdest fucking people join the black order you're correct but like the organization i guess to be fair if you are being told to join a secretive uh organization that really kind of seem to have their headquarters exclusively on the top of like precarious mountains or at least that's the main 
one. The main one, yeah. We we got a we got a wide shot of that, and it is uh, dangerous. Yep. It's on like a straight up cliff. No, it's on like a fucking hourglass almost. Like, it does it goes, have an like, entrance like at the back. Yeah, like from a forest. But like yeah. that. Fucking, how did, like, a Comoran not just, like, knock that entire HQ into the sea? Come, we programmed it to be that way. So that's why it would. It's the Guardian. I He's holding it up. I, that's where the rest of his body is. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Comwe programmed the other Comorans to try and turn Alan into a fucking, like, omelet or whatever the fuck no, it I tried to do. No, I think he purposefully did that. Uh, probably. Because he did say that third one mm-hmm. um, was built to counter everybody's uh, ability. Jesus. The cook one, whatever whatever number it was. I would I would take I, a, I would one. take a, a D Greenman spinoff that's just Comwe. Oh, I would too. Uh, but will there be a Comwe to spin off of? Maybe he had a heart attack when. Um, I I will not uh, engage in this line of questioning. <laughs> No, but we saw him, like, literally fall over when Lenali was in extreme danger. I will I will not uh, engage in any line of conversation that involves... Uh, do we think that sibling bond is really that strong? Uh, so that's going to do it for this week's <laughs> Is This a JoJo's reference? All right. Um, I have been cut off. Good set of episodes this week uh, that didn't involve talking about Kumwe possibly dying at all, because that will never happen. Uh, and he won't die in the next set of episodes either. Sure. Let me um, tell you what you should be watching for next episode. Yes. Um, all right. So this is going to be part two of our Edo and the Asian branch arc. Okay. Um, spoilers. We do get to Edo at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of us don't make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure this next <laughs> set of episodes will end with another character dying. Perhaps. Or almost dying. Perhaps. <laughs> um, and... No, it's not 63 to 38. <laughs> I just um, want... It's episodes 63 to 68 for... Okay, so... Podcast. Six episodes. Six episodes. Can't do math. Neither can I. Cool. Um, and then after that, I think is our longest one, which is seven episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, sixty-nine, nice to seventy-five. Yes. Um. So, any other questions that you would like to go over before we end this show? No, but uh-huh. I did have a thought. Okay. I kind of hope that with everything we've learned about Cross. They finally catch up to him, and he is just dead in a sex dungeon. Like skull and bones, he has been dead for years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's my prediction for where this show is going. Great. Can't wait to see how that pans out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so this has been, is this a JoJo's reference? You can follow, mm-hmm. um, me on Twitter at Cthulhu, um, but the- You just want to throw that one out there? I do just want to throw that one out there. Um, the I, the L is a capital I, so it's like Cthulhu. 
if you really want to pronounce it right. Mm-hmm. I'll also link it in the podcast description. Yeah. Um, you can follow us at Is This a JoJo's Pod to be notified of when our episodes come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow this podcast on any podcast platform to automatically download it to your device. How fun is that? So fun. I love technology. <laughs> um, and I guess that's it. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. Do your homework. Okay, bye. Get back, Jojo!